The statements and theories expressed on Booze Clues are those of the investigators and not necessarily shared by the Geeks Under the Influence Network or associated properties, venues, and sponsors. Listener discretion is advised. Please drink responsibly. We want you to enjoy the show, not be one of its headlines. In true crime podcasts, alcohol-based offenses are considered especially hilarious. In Richmond, Virginia, the dedicated detectives who investigate these drunken incidents are members of an elite squad known as the Booze Clues. Uh, every evening when the sun goes down, get with my party and I begin to cry. I don't care what the people are thinking. I'm not drunk. I'm just a drink. I say I'm up. Another round, another round, another round, another round, one more round, won't get me down. Thank you so much for coming out this beautiful Sunday evening for our very first episode of Booze Clues. It's an investigation into the world's most spirited headlines. I am Mike the Hobbit, the founder of the Geeks Under the Influence podcast network and your head investigator this evening for this uh, tour around the drunken world. The way this works, we have six stories that I, uh, I had investigators go out and, uh, and dig into. And uh, they're going to come up here and show their findings, what they found out about some of the most drunken stories all from the last month. And so these are all recent events from around the world. We also have what I call ice cold case files. Uh, these are drunken stories from history that are related in one way or another to some of the, uh, the cases that we're bringing to you this evening. So we're gonna get this started the best way possible, which is to get our first investigator up here. Um, I'm gonna get Alan up here. Yeah. Returning from Russia from his in, uh, investigations here. <laughs> In Soviet Russia, microphone checks you. Yes, usually in the mouth, below the lip. <laughs> uh, thank you for going all the way to Russia to get into uh, the story yeah, of here. Course. No worries. Uh, this is, by the way, Florida gets a bad name for being the weirdest place, but you want to go weird, try Russia. Wow. <laughs> some of the investigations that we went through, there's some, uh, some real stuff happening out there, and not just dash cam videos. There's a whole lot more. There's more? Uh, yeah, well, we're going to start with one of them. Oh, uh, man. This is... Uh, the title of this case is Drunk Sailors from Russian Boat Found Stranded on Welsh Island. Fun times. Fun times. Yes. So, uh, here's the, uh, the, the case notes here, and then I'm going to go yes. to you and oh, see what kind of investigations Please, uh, by all means. turned up what facts here. So this was from the 25th of March of this year. This came from the Moscow Times. Three sailors from a Russian cargo ship were found stranded on a small island in the UK's Bristol Channel after going missing during a drunken night out in a seaside town. A British news site reported on Thursday the trio was spotted, last spotted in Barrie, uh, Wales, in the early hours of Thursday morning when they failed to return uh, to their ship anchored in Minehead, Somerset. The ship's crew raised an alarm with local coast guards. Lifeboats were soon sent out to rescue the... Sousing. 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 Sousing sailors. That's... <laughs> it's a Russian for sauce. Is that sauce? Sauce, please. Is, that's for their, their Soviet nuggets? I was they? told that uh, through a vision. Through a vision? <laughs> I, I think that's just a vodka haze. Yeah. I think that's what that is. 
Potato, potato. Like literally liquid potato. Vodka, vodka. Vodka, vodka. Yeah, whatever. Sent out rescue for the sousing sailors. Uh, so sauce-covered sailors. Sauce, yes. Uh, rescuers said they believe that the sailors got lost in the foggy conditions when heading back to the ship on a small inflatable dinghy. <laughs> Presumably, alcohol didn't add any clarity to the situation of the seafaring men. So we have these sailors. Yeah, yes, yes. That get caught on this island um, with a dinghy, apparently. Yeah, uh, and a uh, fun fact about the island that they were they were stranded on there is I did a l- I did a little digging for theater, you know, for theatrical purposes and research. Uh, the island that they were found on was uh, Flat Home Isolation Hospital. Yeah, you're thinking what it is. It's so it's see, yeah, for, for like very contagious diseases, oh, right? Yeah, basically like you're too sick to be in London, there, old chapa. Why don't you go for the uh, Flat Home Hospital? Should or be a good time. Possibly leper colony. Uh, there is a possibility. A bit of both. A bit of both. But uh, the, and it also became the the Bristol. Uh, uh, channel mission for seafarers. Seafarers. They were at home, as far as I'm concerned. Okay. On that. <laughs> and, and to dig into the mindset of, of a Russian sailor, I was going to say that Nostrovia, uh, pure vodka at the moment. Just I'm, I'm trying to see where where they're coming from. I think I think it's actually an old Russian sailor saying that home is where you lay your head uh, after a night of drunken vodka. Yeah, ra- rabble rousing. So. And, and we all know that. Uh, Russian vodka is basically Russian. You know, I was gonna say either or is water to them. So it's, it's every day. It's it's actually have some of the facts about how if much you, they drink. If it was a regular thing Ooh. that you saw bears sticking out the uh, window of a cab on your way to work, uh, you drink a lot of vodka too. It is an actual hell. And I have the the actual statistics from it from at least uh, from from at least the VPR World uh, stories of 2017 at, that two years ago. Average Russian drinks one bottle of vodka a week. Women and children, about 18 liters per year. See, I always, no knew age. I always knew Russian children were pussies. I mean, they really need to step up their game. That's just, that's weak sauce. That's yeah. Florida numbers, sir. I, was, I need yeah. them to kick up their game a bit. Meth Mountain ain't got shit on you. This isn't Mesa, Arizona. <laughs> no, not at all. I need Russia to pick it up a bit. But yeah, they, they, they got stuck on the, the, the abandoned hospital area. If you Google search it on the, on the island, it's like, oh, <laughs> the house is pissed. Let's leave now. We can't. Our only boat is here. It's four meters long and... Uh, I'm too smashed to know about spirits at the moment, what other I'm, than these. What I'm curious about, though, is, like, was the boat the plan the whole time? Or was there one guy being like, we can cut off 20 minutes of our trip back to the ship if we take this dinghy into the foggy harbor? It was. And his buddies are like, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's good, good. It's a good, good plan. It's a good plan. It's very good. You with me. You with me. And it was, good, uh, yes. Yes, it was, I was going to say, I've lovingly named them uh, Vlad, Hans, and Bayani because... Uh, it was the Russian cargo ship that, that they were working for. It was actually that they were. Uh, it was a Dutch, a Dutchman, and a man from the Philippines, as well as the Russian sailor. So, like these are three people that have, have, have conglomerated together under the Russian uh, workmanship for this cargo ship to get together. So, I think it's two people that didn't understand how integral vodka was to sailing on the Russian seas. So uh, a, a Russian sailor gets 12 miles to the quart of vodka on when rowing a uh, dinghy. Uh, they're checking that before the fuel gauge runs out. <laughs> yeah. Yes. They're like, oh, how much is vodka that? Well, sir, we're at half fuel at the moment. Should we? No. Somebody refuel Ivan. He's slowing down. I am. It helps. We're just going in circles. He's covering the, the right oar. We need to... Yeah. This up a bit. They were found in the best condition possible. They were, they were cold. Which is literally just alive. Yeah, alive That's... and cold. 
You know, much, you know, much to the, the chagrin of the vodka, they're like, no, room temp. We don't need cold. It's good. <laughs> I do like that they, they were no worse for wear on this Welsh island in the fog in the morning after a drunken haze because at that point they're still not in Russia. So it no. could be worse. They, they traveled eight miles from this area that they were going in. So it's like, I don't know. It's going to say it's about eight mile trip via water is, 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 is fairly not long, but... When you don't have, like, the internet, <laughs> the internet, the interstate sign that says, ah, oh, shit, I should have stopped way past vodka about a mile back. Yeah, right. <laughs> There's no, your exit is not coming up and, soon. And the geographical location of the place, like I said, anyone knows England, it's, it has, the, they're known for their fog, the London fog. Yes. Right, that area. So, like, the beginning of the evening, it's like, clear seas, everything's good. And then afterwards, like, oh, Ivan's like, it's a bit hazy. Vodka is extra strong in England. Good. Nostrovia. <laughs> yeah. You, you know, ready to go home? I kind of want, I want to go back, but I, I, you lead the way. I, I see how good you are. I know that at least one of those sailors was thinking to themselves, you know, I know we're on water, but those fucking bears can be tricky. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's true. Polar bear's ice cap is melting. Just waiting for a John boat with a freaking Kodiak in it to come plowing through the fog at him. Uh, I was going to say, they're in England, so it's probably Paddington Bear. He's like very polite bears. at first. Like, oh, sure, come on in, chap. I won't know you. Everything's good. Uh, yeah, absolutely. For the dinghy's a distraction. <laughs> I noticed your dinghy was a... <laughs> told you, told you not trust him. All Russian, <laughs> Russian dinghies, instead of like the, uh, the flares they shoot out for homing missiles to be distracted by, it's literally just the least popular sailor is uh, in yeah. another boat that they send off. It's Ivan lighting the, the remainders like, of the high-proof <laughs> vodka. <laughs> That's their nitrous tank. It really was, and it's like I said, it, it it's a the the island itself has a pretty like I said pretty creepy history on that. It it was an isolation hospital and and uh, for lepers as well as as everything else. So like if you're landing there, I just my thoughts immediately go to their mindset. It's like oh, we're safe. <laughs> Come into the hospital. Get well. I'm pretty sure this is like the patient zero situation that starts the zombie apocalypse. It's Russian sailors, vodka, and a leper island. And that's, do you want zombies? That's how you get zombies. I, I was like, Ivan's like, back massage, I don't care. I don't care. Vodka, uh, Nostrovia, whatever. I'm glad to be home. <laughs> it's cold in Russia, it's cold here, whatever. That's fine. Just more fog, it's fine. Oh, so uh, w what we've determined basically is that... Um, there's no place like leper colony. Uh, there isn't. It, okay. It, and I was gonna say that you you really cannot. I was gonna say you really can't separate but uh, the, the Russian and the vodka culture because, like I said, he was willing to go eight miles in an uncharted waters to go. There is bar over there. You come? Huh? No. There's already bar on this side of town. We are in port, but I believe that bar is better. <laughs> and he, like, he, he took the, let's yeah. do it he let's risked eight miles on open channel water and I've fall. been in the car with friends when they go one mile past the turn uh, and you're like it. when do I bring this up <laughs> like when is a good time to be like you fucked up Hans uh, is like I eight miles <laughs> Hans is like it's, it's only been three but I'm kind of worried uh, we know we're getting back to shore I, I remember passing this. I don't remember passing this rock on the way to the bar. I, so I, I remember getting nervous on fishing trips, going a couple miles out into the lake. A couple miles. This is eight miles. Yeah. Well, you know, one more. It's all I'm asking yeah, for. And yeah. then they'll, they'll drop the the flamest album you've ever heard. But still, it's it's, <laughs> it's terrible. Don't applaud that. Wow. But anyway, yeah. You yeah. Mean, 
You made an eight-mile joke. Uh, one, one more. Nine Mile Island. So, oh, well done. Okay. <laughs> Different album. Everyone left. It's <laughs> the less popular sequel. To it, it was. It was yeah. The Chernobyl album was fire. So. Uh, all right. That is a good note to get you the hell off stage, sir. <laughs> Give it up for Alan. Привет. Appreciate you, sir. So, yeah, that's the tale of the Russian sailors. Uh, something similar to uh, the Russian sailor story comes from 1120. November in 1120, it's the story of the white ship. In November of 1120, King Henry I, William uh, Adeline, and many other nobles from the royal court, including some of Henry's illegitimate children, which, you know, kings at that time always had way a ton of illegitimate kids. Yeah, I know. They'd made lots of sex with people. Um, They were due to sail back to England from Normandy, Henry traveled separately for, to his son, who chose to sail upon a new vessel called the White Ship. Now, the White Ship was a brand new ship. That's part of the reason the kid was excited about going on this thing. Uh, the passengers and crew delayed their departure until the evening and chose to drink copious amounts of alcohol instead. A few members of their party, including two monks, chose not to sail with the group like, dude, give me the keys. No, man. <laughs> no. I'm, 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 good to, I'm good to boat. I can boat. And the monks are like, nah, bruh. Like, we're going to stick behind. We'll catch the next one. So the monks left after observing that the uh, boat was overcrowded and riotous with headstrong and drunken youth. Uh, By the time night fell and they set sail, everyone was drunk, and unsurprisingly, they soon crashed. Uh, The chronicler Odoric Vitalis estimated that 300 people were on board when the ship sank. Uh, Years later, Henry proclaimed his daughter, the Empress Matilda, as his heir. Upon his death, the nation divided when Henry's nephew Stephen asserted that he was the rightful heir to the English crown. A bitter civil war called the Anarchy ensued. The whole of England was plunged into turmoil because somebody drunk boated. Literally, all of England was thrust into turmoil and the crown was questioned because somebody didn't give over the keys. So when you're boating home this evening in your dinghy, (laughs) make sure that you're getting there safe. Next story that we have, I'm going to get Scotty P to come up on stage. Scotty, give it up for Scotty. You, know, you may know Scotty uh, from the Geek Father podcast on the GUI Media Network. That's me. <laughs> That's a me. That's a me. So we got a story. You did not have to go out of the country for this one. This was an uh, article that was reported by KFI AM. Close enough, Ohio. Ohio. I mean, <laughs> might as well be. Uh, this was reported by KFI AM 640 at uh, Orange County, L.A. area. Which is weird because this is from Ohio, but... Right. Ohio couple accused of having sex on a 150-foot Ferris wheel is this story. An Ohio couple was arrested after police say they had sex on a popular Ferris wheel in downtown Cincinnati. I am curious why they had to put popular Ferris wheel. Was there another Ferris wheel in town that was like rusty and janky and they're like, you can fuck on the bad Ferris wheel. No. <laughs> but this <laughs> is the shiny one. Like, this is for rich people. You can't have sex on this one. That ain't gonna stop them. Yeah, no, absolutely that not. No. Michael and Lauren were both intoxicated when they boarded the Sky Star wheel at the banks on Thursday, March 28th of this year in the evening and had sexual intercourse in, an, in the open in front of children and adults. Mommy? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> what are those people doing? That that would be the time where you hear my four-year-old go, what the fuck? Yeah, right. <laughs> it wouldn't be the first time that came out of his mouth, so just yeah. for clarification. Why are they... What is this WWE, Daddy? 
that with, <laughs> do it in Ferris wheels now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Your mommy of, always wins. <laughs> what, 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 what move is that? The 150-foot Skystart wheel, which has 36 enclosed gondolas. I didn't know that that's what they were called. The little cages they put you in are apparently uh, gondolas. Uh, I'll, sure. I, I mean, I'll take it. They look the same. I'm so not going to. I'm, I'm not, not going to call this person a liar. They probably. They, who did the gondola research? Is what I'm curious about on this article here. Not me. <laughs> <laughs> More important shit to look up on that. Uh, enclosed 36 enclosed gondolas that each hold six people. Uh, makes four rotations and lasts 12 minutes. He didn't. I'm actually proud of this dude here lasting 12 minutes. That's no, he didn't. Proud of you, sir. No, he didn't. And especially because you know the gondola shake. That's why he lasted 12 minutes. He didn't have to move because the gondola was doing all the work for him. <laughs> well, you would think that would. Be, well, that's a whole different story. <laughs> Never mind. We'll we'll go with that. He lasted 12 minutes. Way to go, guys. Yeah. Right. yeah. Proud of you. Aww. Uh, giving riders spectacular views of the Ohio River in Cincinnati, which is the left breast and the right breast, I believe. But, uh, because that was the view that they were really worried about. Yeah, right. <laughs> they were charged with one count of disorderly conduct while intoxicated and held overnight without bond. Or one was, and the other was charged with disorderly conduct and released on her own recognizance. So they kept the dude overnight. Yeah. But the girl, they're like, <laughs> you can go. You, you, you can. You're good. It's fine. You're good. It's fine. Yeah. So <laughs> no one was that, that mad at you. No. Well, surprisingly, she wasn't a teacher. I did find that out. She was not a teacher? She was not a teacher, okay. surprisingly. Well, that's good. So, oh, we, well, we, I figure because the thinking on trying to, because obviously there were children there trying to educate, it made me think of the meaning of life. Um, you know, John Cleese, where he's in this. You know, I was about to say, like, the actual meaning of life, because we're not getting that deep, No, sir. no, 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 no. The movie, The Meaning of Life, And the Monty answer Python. is 42. Like, we know this. They were trying to teach people. The, John Cleese. Oh, that's right, yeah. Where, where John Cleese brings his wife out in front of his students from the Meaning of Life movie, Monty Python. I'm pretty sure they watched it the night before, and they were like, we can show the people better. That's, so, that's, that's my thought process on that. To make sure that I'm following, what you're saying is that John Cleese had sex with somebody in a Ferris wheel. That would make the story so much fucking be better. So, by the way, if you thought his walk was silly, you oh. <laughs> <laughs> the, mystery, the Ministry of Silly Humps does not get enough credit. Oh, no. Thing. And this is way more surprising than the Spanish Inquisition. Yes, right. <laughs> so. <laughs> Although, to the Spanish Inquisition's credit, that definitely lasted more than 12 minutes. <laughs> and... And however many rotations, I, yeah, right. you know, I'm not going to go there. Right. So that's the best I could figure out, man, because I, there wasn't much on it. Like I said, there's not a teacher. That was my first suspect. So you were thinking sexual sexual education was the uh... of course. Why, if you're going to teach the youth, why not be a proper model and show them by example? <laughs> In a Ferris wheel, better than a backseat of a car. I guess that's. That's a way to see, like, sex can be fun, kids. Be safe, <laughs> but understand that it's as fun as a carnival ride. That's right. And it's because, well, and that's Although why Although sex usually has far less carnies. Well, ooh. <laughs> I mean, it depends on what you're into. That could be a whole new article right there. Yeah, right. <laughs> it really could. Ferris wheel carny sex. <laughs> that's the name that... of my tool cover band. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. What I'm curious, I'm still, I still want to come circle back to this whole good Ferris wheel thing. Like, 
This is the Ferris wheel they're Dude. proud of. They're like, this is the, this is it right here. This is our crowning jewel. Have, have you ever been to Cincinnati? No. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, for our Cincinnati I, listeners. I, I, I no. I, I, I would, that sounds glorious. No, I have friends in Cincinnati. I wish I could say that answer. No. So, oh, just, to be forced to be so, a Bengals fan, that would be the oh, worst. Oh, that would be that would be horrible. I guess it's better than living in Cleveland. <laughs> Drew Carey. You know, football jokes going over real well in April. Yeah, it's, exactly. Uh, yeah. How popular does it have to be for Cincinnati? I mean... That's true. It is Cincinnati. Yeah. I mean, what, like, like you said, the, the popular one is probably because they charge the least. It's not probably not even the better one. They, probably the other big attraction is like a guy that juggles geese. So, you know... No, fair. Fair. Which, having sex on top of him is a little bit more complicated, I think. But would it? Ah! He's have you asked hands. him? Have you asked the geese juggler <laughs> if he likes sex on top of it? When him? in doubt, ask the geese juggler. Yeah, that's true. That's that is see, actually that is a good note for literally anything in your life. Yeah, if you're I'll take wondering it. Wondering about a career change. Ask, ask the, geese, the juggler. geese juggler. He knows all. He, he sees all. I think uh. we have the name of this episode. <laughs> the geese juggler. Ask, ask the, the geese juggler. Ask the geese juggler. I, I still want to know why they held him longer though. That is the thing. I never did find that out. Yeah, they held him like overnight and they let her out under her own recognizance. So either he was just way drunker or they wanted it. All the cops in, in, uh, in Cincinnati had, wanted to know how he lasted 12 minutes. I, I don't think he did. Because it, 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 it just says that's the, that's the length of the ride, not his ride. That's true. <laughs> so, so wait, was there like eight minutes where they were just sitting there awkwardly? Like That's what I'm thinking. Nobody brought a napkin. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, like, it's getting a little breezy up here. Does, does anybody have a hanky? <laughs> They've like made laser eye contact with a six-year-old that's giving them just like, nah, buddy. <laughs> I mean, th those things can be awkward as it is. No, what's awkward is being in the gondola beneath that gondola when that's happening. Uh, Above is one thing because you're just seeing stuff like, okay, but below, there's, there's possible like viscera. <laughs> happening and well the next or, question assorted a, a fluid that might be heading your way but did they also mark off that gondola and no longer let it be used that day what do you put on that caution tape caution yeah, just, just, fuck. <laughs> just caution period just tape that just says nope yeah just well I'm, uh, I, I would be concerned about what is dripping on me that yes. would be <laughs> standard, <laughs> yeah, standard well they, they call it the Cincinnati drip for a reason. Oh. I don't know if that's not a thing. It should be. Uh, that's that's now the the name that's of the, the Cincinnati drip. Yeah, the yeah, Cincinnati okay. drip. Well, now that we've officially well, made the uh, episode twice. Well, it is next door to the Cleveland steamer. That is true. Oh, well done, oh, well done. And on that you, note, I you. think we got to leave on that high note there. Hey, uh, give it up to Scotty hey. P. Thank you. Thank you. You can, uh, you can hear episodes of Geek Father on GUIPodcast.com where we get all the, uh, the network shows put up. Uh, before we bring up our next, next uh, investigator here, we're going to go into another ice-cold case. This is a public sex story. A couple could be facing misdemeanor charges after they performed a sex act on stage during a concert by the Dead Kennedys. <laughs> the, incident, the incident took place during a concert given by the seminal 80s Air, Bay Area punk band on Thursday, January 15th of 2015, at the Belly Up Tavern in Solana Beach, California. Of course, California. Apparently a woman who took the name of the club literally 
as she lied down on the stage naked while a man attempted to satisfy her. I believe with his mouth initially. Yep. Uh, this was something definitely different to see at a punk concert, a concert goer named Chris said, <laughs> who did not give his last name. <laughs> it's like, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it was more of an oddity. People just saw something strange for a few minutes. According to the local penal code, public exposure is classified as a misdemeanor, but only if someone is offended or annoyed by their behavior. As of now, the sheriff's department has not received any complaints. <laughs> so they're like, okay, well, that's a choice. Um, anyway, it was an all-ages show. Imagine having been to that show, and then years later, you find yourself on a, sh a Ferris wheel in Cincinnati. <laughs> uh, next up, we're going to have Murphy Lawless. You can uh, find Murphy strutting her stuff at Burlesque Right Meow in town. Yeah. Every time I hear that title, I just think Super Troopers. That's exactly what we want you to I'm do. I'm so proud the of The amount you. of audiences that we've gotten to meow at us is spectacular. That is fantastic. Um, audience meowing. That uh, is something we're going to work right. on. Right, meow. Yeah. Which, so, honestly, <laughs> there's happening. a reason <laughs> why you got this story. Look, I don't want to say that I feel pigeonholed or like called out, but... This Don't is let also me the, be this person. This is also the most <laughs> local story. I know. I was like, you this gave is, me a Virginia woman with, yes. that involves cats. Uh, from Stafford <laughs> County, Virginia. A drunk woman with cats in suitcase arrested twice in two days. <laughs> Shane's aunt, apparently, is uh, the one in question here. Introduce This me. is from March 12th of this year. A no, Virginia a, woman. There's a picture in this. Uh, yeah, she looks like the, the bus driver from South Park. <laughs> yeah. A Virginia woman was arrested twice in two days by the same deputy. <laughs> he says she was drunk both times. No. <laughs> On Friday, the Stafford County deputy says he found 43-year-old uh, Shana intoxicated and unsteady on her feet. He says she was carrying a zipped-up suitcase with cats inside and told him she was taking the animals to the SPCA. She was arrested, and the cats were handed over to animal control. The next night, the same deputy says he found, uh, found her drunk in the middle of the road, waving her arms wildly. Uh, she was arrested again. Can I just say that there's a part of me that's really proud of her for managing to get a cat into a suitcase? <laughs> No, I can't no. get my cat into a fucking carrier meant no. for a cat, let alone a goddamn suitcase. Cats, plural. Cats, multiple yes. cat. A yeah. gaggle. Yeah, of no, cats. that's what I'm saying. Is that like one cat in a bag meant for a cat is fucking ridiculous. This woman got multiple cats multiple. into a suitcase. Uh, you know what? I, you know how she did it? She put a box in the suitcase. Oh. Now. Just coated it in catnip. And yes, like, there we go. Now, what do you call a, a gathering of cats? Like a gaggle? A or clouder. A clouder? Yeah. A meow mix? A meow mix. <laughs> no, that's, my, that's the one they have a party oh, that's a, when they're that's gathering. A that's a meow that's, mixer. That's yeah. close. No, it's, yeah. it's different. Um, <laughs> so so um, you, you've looked into this. I have. I have. I felt deeply connected to the story for some reason. And uh, just so it wouldn't become my future, I thought that I would do a little digging and see what caused her to make this decision. <laughs> this life choice. Yes. And um, 
So I think that our trouble can be traced back to Instagram. Like okay. so many of life's problems. No, I, will, I will go on this journey with you. All take right. my hand. Okay, <laughs> I'm going to take your hand. And let us dr- so here go we on go. this Instagram journey here. In the Instagram journey, we are going to hashtag Instagram witch because that is where the problem starts. Because she went to hashtag Instagram witch and was like, I can do that. I'm not sure what that is. Okay, so it's when you uh, get all like witched up and you get like your little moons and you get your sigils and you're like, yeah, I'm fucking occultic shit. And then you take your like spooky ass picture where you're like, like if I was going to take it, I would take it against all of the dark fabric and be okay. like, mm, Oh, so just spooky. like if you're going to a Susie and the Banshee show. Right, okay. right. You just get as aesthetically witchy as you think is possible. Like you get all of your craft goods. And I mean, literally the craft, not craft goods. Those are so two separate how, things. How West End blonde girls dress for Halloween. Yes. Okay. Right. Yes. Yeah. When yeah. they think that I'm dressed up for Halloween yeah, as when, well. How my friends literally dress all the time. Yes. yes. Okay. As right. I'm pretending that yes. the, like these are my boobs hanging okay, out, so not just a bra. Instagram witch. Instagram witch. Okay. So a lot goes into this because you have to fit this aesthetic. You got to cultivate the aesthetic. And moreover, she wanted to be the Instagram witch. I looked into this. This is real. This is like this is the Stafford cult of witches starting so right was here, that right a, now. Was the suitcase a Blackcraft cult brand? Uh, it was not. No. no, it's actually. And I looked this up um, in the um, <clears throat> the the manual for this. Um, several manuals, as a matter of fact, um, penned by one Gygax, um, where it is actually one of the material components for a summoning spell. Is a cat full of. No, a it's a tiny. No, it's, it's literally a tiny bag and a candle are the material components for summon monster. Oh wow! Uh, so uh, <laughs> she saw that and was like, "Instagram witch, tiny bag, summon monster." So she's out in her backyard drinking and getting pissed because, I mean, not all of us can be Gary Gygax. That's Dungeons and Dragons for those of you that aren't a dork <laughs> like me. <laughs> um, and uh, I just went to adjust glasses that aren't on my face right yeah, now in case a... what all of y'all were wondering why I just tried to stab myself in the face. So uh, she goes to do this and is like, fuck, why isn't this working? And hurls her bottle of beer into the fire. And as it comes up, the stray cat comes out of the bushes. And she was like, fuck, I did it. <laughs> a cat in the suitcase is better than two in the bush. No, I that's did. true. That's... Actually, depending on what we're talking about, it might be the same thing. Also, a cat in a suitcase is... Fair enough. Okay. Yeah. That's no, good. That's good. <laughs> yeah. I got nothing. No, keep going. <laughs> so she's like, fuck, I did it. Maybe I can do it again. There's a whole feral cat colony outside of this woman's house, but we're not going to tell her that because she may not listen to this podcast. So she does it again. And because we're, you know, throwing up fire, throwing around beer, probably some snacks because I know how I am when I drink. And this is basically me in the future, except for Stafford County. She's um, walking down the street going, I want some fucking nachos. <laughs> I'm going to get there in Simoka. Go to eat nachos at the house. Like yeah. the 7-Eleven guy when, this, when the uh, bus driver from, from South Park rolls in with a suitcase full of cats. He's like, yep, Tuesday. Yep. <laughs> All Tuesday in Stafford. That's right, y'all. Watch out, Jackson Ward. I'm coming at you. <laughs> So she's like, yes, I did it. I summoned monsters. I'm the Instagram witch. Hashtag occult. Hashtag K 
Cat Mom. Cat Mom. <laughs> it's happening. It's the newest Hashtag TV series. Airplanes. It's true. Also, uh, cats in a suitcase are, are both alive and dead until you open up the suitcase. This is very true, unless you can hear them because you have multiple cats in a suitcase, <laughs> which if you have silent cats in a suitcase... <laughs> they did. <laughs> That's not a question. Yeah, no, they they did. Could you imagine walking down the street and there's like a rolling suitcase being carried and you're hearing like eight cats fighting each other? Are you asking me if I can imagine? Because that answer is absolutely yeah, yes. Absolutely can. <laughs> I, I, Yes, no, I absolutely can. Like this is this is also the poor man's version of the the come with me kitty backpack because it just doesn't have a bubble in it. I bet. <laughs> oh yeah, the backpack where you can carry your your yeah. sweet sweet feline with you. Right, you can show your cat the world as I'm sure it so desperately wants to see from a bubble strapped to your back like the hunchback of Notre Dame. Because when you think mini jaguar, you think this is someone that likes a trip around the neighborhood. Yep. Being jostled as we jog along. Oh, this is God. great. But yeah, so then she summons her monster, and she's done it, because she, of course, probably took five billion selfies with the fire and the cats and her suitcase, because material component. <laughs> and the black curtains in the background. And the black the curtains. Candles. Right. It's yeah. all aesthetic, is what I'm telling you. But then comes time to banish the monster. <laughs> That's what... That's what I call it when I'm alone for too long. <laughs> it's banishing the monster. Banishing the monster. Yes. So what you're saying is I should be very concerned the next time you're telling me that you're going to play a summoner. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> All right. You know, well, when, I'm, when I stop by for happy hour drinks and go, hey, I'm going to go home, cook some dinner, banish a monster or two. You know, nice it's Wednesday. True. Well, I'm still going to check in because I just need to make sure that we are still talking about like semi-masturbation references and not that you've somehow managed to accumulate some sort of monstrous being in your house because I wouldn't put either past you. Can't we have both? Yes. <laughs> Sometimes together. I monsters. Yeah. <laughs> that and made this me is a little no one speechless plays D&D look with at me you. ever again. Yes. Shit, are you kidding me? I'm about to swoop my hair at you. <laughs> That's right. This is about to be an encounter. <laughs> Fuck you. Talk about gelatinous cube. Mm. How did you know my stage name? <laughs> well done. <laughs> but anyways, so she can't get these fucking cats to go away. So what are you going to do but manually banish them? Because she's like, oh, the material component is for taking them back. Because clearly I should do the right thing and bring them back to the SBCA. So realize it summoned way too many monsters. Yup, yup. That happens to me. I get monsters, Ellis. You get monsters, Ellis? I do get monsters, Ellis. I like a whole bunch of monsters at once. And I like that the proper way to transport cats is in a suitcase, apparently. Well, you know, I just, looking at Stafford and looking at our, our um, you know, readily available material components, if you read, if you were looking in your, your handbook and you saw small bag, what would you reach for? Uh, me personally? <laughs> you gonna summon monsters with that small bag? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How is it that I got the cat jokes and the masturbation jokes? You're just that lucky. No. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> That's a, a sweet touch. No, but so yeah. So, I mean, what else are you gonna do? Like, we gotta walk. She was being responsible. She was walking. And also, when you realize that you have to lug a suitcase full of cats to the SPCA, you might have a couple drinks. Yeah. Because that's got to be stressful. Look, her 
picture didn't have any scratches on her face. None. Which is exactly why this is fucking witchcraft. Because <laughs> yeah, right. I have a cat, and I have a carrier meant for that cat, and I almost lost an eye last time. Also, this was definitely a rolling suitcase. A rolling suitcase. Could yeah, you no, imagine absolutely. if it was a gym bag? Just like a side Just strap? A slung over gym bag full of cats, walking down the street as... Meow. 18 angry claws puncture the side of the suitcase or the bag as it's swinging against the side of your body. That's right. Thumping it. It's jostling. Russian handbag is the name of my testicles, actually. Oh, bringing it back around. Yeah, yeah. Always back to that. Yeah, always back back to that. All right, so, so... the reason for the cats was uh, summoning monsters and exactly. then got overzealous with the monster summoning. No, 100%. requiring uh, a trip to the SPCA. A manual trip to the SPCA. And then she clearly was drinking and felt guilty the next night about s- ripping these cats out of their already lo- permanent location and then having to return them manually and then uh, presumably turning them over to the police to be returned manually. Fair enough. So she was trying to get the attention of the police to take her back to her summoned creatures. Okay. I think this is absolutely reasonable to believe that this is exactly how it went down. Yeah. I mean, I don't really see any other possibility for why this would have happened if it wasn't for actual witchcraft in Stafford County. So no, I, I actually... Well, I mean, what else, What the fuck else are you going to do in Stafford County? You're going to drink and you're going to try witchcraft. Uh, drink and, drinking and witchcraft. You know, I think it's on the sign when you go into Stafford, Virginia. <laughs> Home of drinking Man. and witchcraft. This isn't Letter Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, thank you so much for coming up and showing your, uh, your results for your investigation. Cheers. Here. Give it up for uh, Murphy Lawless. Uh, we'll have uh, links to Burlesque Right Meow on, uh, when the release of this episode comes out. That's right. Come look at my button in an Adventure Time show, y'all. Yeah. All right, back to an ice cold case uh, that's related to uh, the cats in a suitcase. This one, everybody raise their drinks. We... Always cheers whenever it's a Florida man story. So we're doing Florida man. Florida man, he gets around. And this time, this story is called Kittens. On June 15th, 2012, a 47-year-old Everett was arrested outside of the Emerald City Strip Club in Murdoch, Florida. He continuously called 911 after the club's owner denied him entry because he had a kitten with him. After the cops showed up, they put him in a cab and tried to send him home, which was a fail since he was severely intoxicated and continued to call 911. Uh, He was later arrested and is now facing charges of misuse of the emergency calling system, disorderly intoxication, trespassing after warning, and resisting arrest without violence, all because of a wee little kitten. I'm pretty sure that he got drunk and saw that the name of the place was the Kit Kat Club and got real confused. It's like it's like a strip club for kittens. It's a weird business model, but let's give it a shot. I'm going to interrupt this first episode of Booze Clues to give you some information about some other events happening on the Geeks Under the Influence Network in the near future. If you've enjoyed what you've listened to so far on this episode, we're doing it again. Episode 2 is recording on May 5th. That's right, Cinco de Mayo. You can come out and enjoy some drunken, debaucherous headlines with Booze Clues. Same place, the dark room, 2818 West Broad Street, Suite B. It's an upstairs room. 
and we're going to have signs with arrows pointing you right into the room. Doors are at 6, show starts at 7, and it's free. So if you're 21 or up, come out May 5th from 6 to 8 o'clock to check out Booze Clues Live. Also coming up on the Geeks Under the Influence Network at the end of May, May 31st through June 2nd, GalaxyCon! You've probably been seeing posts on social media about GalaxyCon, the newest convention to come to Richmond, Virginia, and they have a stacked deck of celebrities. In addition to all these amazing celebrities that you can come and meet, get autographs, get pictures with, you can also come out and check out four shows from the Geeks Under the Influence Network. We've got the Geeks Under the Influence podcast, Smack My Pitch Up, Beautiful Disasters, and Geek Father, all doing live shows at GalaxyCon from May 31st to June 2nd. As the schedule comes out, we'll let you know what times and what rooms these shows are going to be taking place in. And come out, you can see some of the podcasts on our network do their thing live. So if you've enjoyed Booze Clues, if you came out to our first show, or you plan on coming out to our second show, or some in the future, this is a chance to check out other shows on the network doing their thing live. I'll be hosting Smack My Pitch Up and Geeks Under the Influence, and uh, it's going to be a heck of a good time. I'll also be paneling a Adventures in Podcasting panel all about starting your own podcast. So if you're interested in doing this thing, then come out and get some pointers from people that are already doing it. It's going to be a great time, May 31st through June 2nd. Check your calendar and check out GUIPodcast.com for more information on Booze Clues events, GalaxyCon, and much more from Geeks Under the Influence. Next story takes us back to Soviet Russia, or just regular Russia. Bringing up Shane. Give it up for Shane. So this story is entitled, this one, whew. Drunk chainsaw-wielding Russian man barges into cafe sparking police investigation. Okay, so before we begin, I want to know why I got this one. Uh... Yeah, the, the fact you had the hat was a good thing, but also your absolute plan to get a pet bear at some point in your life makes me think that, that you might have some level of understanding of, of someone that would roll into a cafe with a chainsaw. I'm just, I think you would do it for friendly reasons. I'm not really sure how that would be friendly, but... Well, that actually works into the, uh, the investigation I had. Okay. So that, that, So... So uh, here is the story. This was the 25th of March of this year from the Moscow Times again. This is in uh, Nakoda, Russia. Video of a drunk man wielding a chainsaw and threatening customers in Russian Far East Cafe has prompted a police inquiry after it spread across social media. A A local police person says, despite the cries and shock during the incident, no one was hurt. As it turned out, the man was not difficult to tackle as he was very drunk. Uh, the primamedia.ru news site reported. None of the customers or cafe employees reported the incident to the police. Now that is an important part. That is, yeah, I feel like that's a good place to start, sir. That, that, that last point there, nobody called the cops when a guy walked in wielding a chainsaw. So in my investigation, I found that uh, Artyom, the man in question, had uh, lived a relatively simple life. As a hardware salesman. Uh, He had a shop. It was doing well, but fell on hard times. So the the mob that he had previously been involved rolled in and asked for his help. Turns out Artyom had been a uh, mob hitman. So 
I'm assuming any hardware store owner in Russia used to kill people. I think that's, I think that's how you get the store. You just like earn it through, uh, through Hitman. <laughs> after leaving the mob, he had been a simple man, lived a simple life. Now, after that, he, he didn't owe anything to the mob, but they wanted him back. They wanted a job done, they contacted him. He said no, so they killed his family. More importantly, they stole his bear. Never fuck with a Russian man's bear. This, this is Ivan Wick, I think is the name of this, uh, this story. <laughs> By the way, you've got to be ballsy to own a bear, but imagine stealing a bear. <laughs> the balls on those motherfuckers, stealing yeah. a bear from a, a, a good Russian man with a family and a bear. So he, mildly upset about the loss of his family, terribly distraught about the loss of his bear, <laughs> as any good Russian man would be sought revenge. Now, it's East Russia. It's not the same Russian mob that runs, <laughs> runs Western Russia. No, it's not the same mob. They operate on different, like, uh, standards. This isn't the Vor. So, him being a just very basic hardware store-owning man wanted revenge. He went out, and the only way he could found the Russian mob's bar, busted in, Straight up John Wick style, but with, with but with a chainsaw, and in classic Russian style, drank way too much before. <laughs> that that actually tracks a little bit, uh, just because if you're going on a murder mission to rescue your bear, <laughs> and then you think that to yourself while looking in the mirror and putting on war paint, yo, I could use a drink because <laughs> this is going to be a long night. Two bottles starting. <laughs> Fired up the chainsaw. Got it going? Good. Solid. Go to bar. In his mind, this would work. Came in the bar, swing it wildly, expecting a shootout. No, it's just more drunk Russians. Not upset by the, same, uh, the drunken guy waving a chainsaw. It didn't have the effect he wanted. <laughs> he stumbled in, waved a chainsaw wildly, got tackled, got bought a drink. <laughs> He got bought a drink. That's probably what happened, too. It's like, although it's a cafe. So, well, you know, it's Russia. They probably have vodka at this cafe. Yeah. It's not like when you go chainsaw wielding into a cafe, you don't get bought a nice latte. So what, what I'm confused about here is the uh, not uh, calling the police part. Is it the, that it's mob owned or? Well, that, that's within my uh, investigation I found was that the, uh, the mob owned this bar. And that's where his bear was kept. Uh, in the back, drugged up, like, uh, for ransom. Now, just locked in a room, or was there actually, like, a bear cage? Oh, no, no, he... What, what are the bear necessities to hold an animal in the back of a... I'm here all week. <laughs> no, he was, he was just given all he could drink vodka. It was fun. Everything back there, he, he just drunk himself into a stupor. Okay. And the... He was kept hostage, and uh, they were given, uh, they gave uh, Artyom a ransom. Okay. You, uh, you either do the job, or we kill your bear. Killing the bear. That's also another term that I use when I have too much time alone. You're going to go kill the bear. So, bear is in the back of this cafe. Yes, and uh, Artyom is, he's worked himself up for days trying to get in there. Okay. He's trying to build his arsenal. But, again, he's, he's given up the good life of 
being the mafia. So all he has is what's left in the hardware store. Okay. So uh, he has hammers, he has screwdrivers, and yet none of this is good. So he comes out after two nights of drinking prior, comes out whittling a chainsaw, thinking this is going to go. In his head, he's thinking like Russian... Uh, evil Dead kind of situation. Yes, he's got this built up that he's he's going to storm in there, cut people in half. It's going to be fantastic. It, it, everything's going to be great. Uh, he's he's going to be solid American action star. Now, in practice, two bottles of vodka before you go into a bar, wheeling a chainsaw, not so good. Yeah, that's true. That is true. And the locals knew him, so he goes in, starts. Swing this thing about, cutting tables, uh, just wildly flailing, gets tackled to the ground like he's a child. Well, <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they take chainsaw and they don't, they don't call cops. They don't, uh, the mob's not even mad. Like, it, it was funny. They, he just flailed about and made a show. Uh, they're not upset. What was fun, the funny part about that, though, is that the, they actually had some uh, dinner entertainment planned, but there was a last-minute cancellation, and right at that moment, he runs in with a t- chainsaw. Uh, dinner and a show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's actually just what they do for Russian burlesque, is just well, dancing around with a chainsaw. In Eastern Russia, there's not much to do. Uh, it's, it's not like Western Russia, where you have shows. The sad part is, uh, in my investigation, no, he did not get bareback. Um... Uh, he, he got roped into a uh, Russian porno. Um, he is now forcefully doing Russian porn. So, uh, actually, to answer your question, maybe yes. Yes, now he is getting bareback. Yeah, actually, he got bareback. Uh, not the way you meant, <laughs> but, uh, or that he intended. But, uh, yeah, definitely getting some bareback now. All right, well, give it up for Shane for his investigations into the world of Russian uh, hitmen, bear theft... Uh, there's weirdly, uh, not, not bear-related, but definitely chainsaw-related uh, story from 1996 that I want to share with you here. This is uh, called Chainsaws. Uh, Polish farmer Krzysztof Azninski has uh, staked a strong claim to being Europe's most macho man uh, by cutting off his own head. Yeah. Azninski, 30, had been drinking with his friends when it was suggested they strip naked and play some... Men's games. <laughs> so you think the story's gonna get sexy. It does not get sexy. Men's games are always sexy. Initially, they hit, uh, hit each other over the head with frozen turnips, as you do in Poland. Uh, then one man upped the ante by seizing a chainsaw and cutting off the end of his foot. Because that's the natural progression from hitting yourself in the head with a turnip is to cut off your own foot with a chainsaw. Not to be outdone, Asninski grabbed the chainsaw and shouting, watch this then, and swung at his own head and chopped it off. It's funny, said one of his companions. When he was young, he put on his sister's underwear, but he died like a man. (laughs) That is a 100% true story uh, from our ice cold cases here. (laughs) <laughs> Next one up is, uh, let's get Kyle Smash up here. Uh, Kyle Smash runs Smash Talk on the Geeks Under the Influence Network. 
With so, the, somewhat. Somewhat. No, we, we, there's a new episode coming out this week, I think, right? There is. Yeah. It's actually fucking done. Yay, I'm proud of Whether you. Whether or not anybody enjoys it, who gives a shit? I finished it. All right, so here we go. This is a much more lighthearted uh, story here. <laughs> this, I, is, this story is fucking ridiculous. It's amazing. I'm so excited right now. I don't I'm, blame her at all. I'm not going to read the whole article because it's a long article, and this isn't... This isn't so much a crime that was committed so much as we did research to see if a crime was actually committed or not. I don't know if, uh, yeah, like a crime against humanity sort of situation, but no. Uh, Story five for this evening. Woman stashes chicken nuggets in bra and then forgets them. Mm. Before getting laid. This is from exactly a month ago, March 7th of of this year. This is from Nine.com in the UK. Uh... There is nothing that makes a drunk girl happier than a steaming hot batch (laughs) of chicken nuggets. Which is still protein. We're going to build on that. At the end of a night out. Right. (laughs) Whether they're from McDonald's, KFC, or that dodgy chicken shop down the road, nuggets just taste better when you're drunk. But one UK mum found herself in one of the most awkward situations imaginable when she stashed some nuggets in her bra on a night out. Right, she had a plan. Yes. Yeah. And Suka uh, was on a night out with friends when she decided to smuggle some extra nuggets into a nightclub <laughs> in her bra. Uh, though it's certainly not the most common place to conceal nuggets, I'm confer- concerned that there might be a common place to conceal nuggets. <laughs> we ladies will put everything in our, uh, from our phones to our house keys and our bras when we have to. But before you go, congratulating Ansuka for her stroke of genius, be warned, it totally backfired when she met a guy later that night. Yeah. And what happened? Sharing her cringeworthy story to Twitter, Ansuka wrote with, uh, in now deleted the tweet, <laughs> my most embarrassing thing was when I decided to sneak some nuggets into a club, so I put them down my bra. I took some lad home with me, and he undid my bra, and loads of chicken nuggets just came <laughs> falling out. <laughs> Turns out the mom was mom of one totally forgot. She had squirreled the snacks away for later. <laughs> right. <laughs> when things got steamy, they made an awkward reappearance. Uh, the funniest part about this is that in the article, she immediately got rebukes from other people on Twitter right. calling her a liar. Right. She, how did, she responded pretty strongly. She's like, who the fuck makes this up? Yeah, she said, clearly none of these guys have seen an unsuspecting woman find a kernel of popcorn or seven in her bra after a movie. Do boys or girls with flat chests not realize you literally don't feel um, stuff on your boobs? And Suka later tweeted, they are just lumps of fat they squish inwards, kind of like a super soft pillow. Right. I want that pillow. (laughs) (laughs) She added, showing that it's just uh, that easy to forget something in your bra, still we probably won't be trying her nugget smuggling trick anytime soon. I disagree. I I, I was about to say, I speak for yourself. um, I actually, if our listeners and our people in the audience tonight want to do an experiment for us and, uh, and get back to us on our social media. If you could swing by the McDonald's just down the street. Yeah. And First off, the, they're going to be stale anyway, so you're good. Get some nuggets on the way home and uh, pack that shit in there and uh, let us know. You know tweet at us or uh, hit us right. up on social media. Let us know if you can actually feel hot nuggets Don't send on your chest. Yeah, uh, just, just let us know. We don't want to. See, we don't want to see a bunch of pictures of nuggets in in bras. Yeah. Now, um, the reason I brought you on this investigation. Yeah. I, and I do want to see that. Yeah. I definitely. Do you actually want to see want, that? This is my future wife. <laughs> <laughs> this shows a level a level of ingenuity that I can only have nothing but respect for. I know moms well, usually have like Kleenex 
and like a, some snacks in their purse. This woman brought a full-on fucking nuggets into the club. Hey, this what? is this is a step above and beyond. Yeah, well, she was yeah she was hungry. She knew one thing for sure: she was going to get drunk, and she needed protein uh, to bring her back. She she may not have been worried about getting laid. That was just a bonus. She was fucking hungry. I want to know. See, I'm I'm actually concerned that this gentleman didn't know what he won because this is a prize, sir. When when you <laughs> a are being taken home by a beautiful woman from the club that wants to make sweet, passionate love to your dumb ass. And then in the midst of that, that, that pre-coital like, embrace, flings boob nuggets at you. Yeah. That's but, a double down of awesome. Look, right I agree. From a guy's perspective, I get food and sex all at the same at time. The same, at hand-delivered and warmed in but, the bosom. But I did my investigation. Okay. I did the research. And, and the women that I spoke to said that food will always win over sex. Majority of the time, if they've shoved nuggets down their bra, they were more worried about eating than they worry about having sex. Or they've seen the episode of Seinfeld where Jordan Casanza combines the two. <laughs> and like, I'm going to find somebody to help me test this theory. You know, all I can think about is uh, Dodgeball. He shoves the pizza down his <laughs> crotch. <laughs> now, the question is, was there any kind of determination on what type of food to shove in the bra, or was it just a matter of a real desire for nuggets themselves? So I actually did a legitimate investigation. I actually tried to look for some sort of information and nothing. It just seemed like she felt like that was a good idea to use chicken McNuggets. I, I, I assume they were chicken McNuggets. Okay. Uh, to shove down her bra to eat. She, uh, she did not want to get fucked up. She's like, if I have too much to drink, protein is nature's sponge. Well, specific, uh, especially chicken. It I, is. No, the term nature's sponge, I'm still trying to... <laughs> when you're drunk. Like, think about it this way. Why do they have peanuts at bars where they used to? They, right? They, peanuts at bars partially to feed uh, for sustenance, but also salt makes you drink more. Well, that, both. But yeah. mostly sustenance. If the protein soaks up the alcohol, you can go longer. Yeah. Uh, but apparently she had no shame. She said that they fell out of my boobs. She goes, I do dumb shit like that all this the time. This woman should not have shame. She should be proud. I am proud of her. I yeah. She, she, had, she had no shame. She, she showed outside the box thinking. She showed a forethought and planning ahead. And also a delicious treat in mid-coitus. Well, sometimes a girl needs to eat. Now, the question is, where did she keep the dipping sauce? <laughs> I, was wondering, I was wondering where the honey mustard was. Yes, the honey mustard. <laughs> oh. Where's the other warmest place on the body? <laughs> I'm, I'm a partial sweet and sour myself. I, I, assume, I assume between the bra and the boob uh, creates a little heat. Maybe the armpit? Yeah, armpit uh, sauce? No. Or the crotch. It's got to be the crotch. <laughs> It's, the, it's nature's mini purse. Titty nugs and crotch sauce. <laughs> right. Coming right up. <laughs> okay, I think that might be the title of this episode, actually. <laughs> Is it really bad that I want to go to McDonald's after this? Yeah. No. <laughs> I'm telling you, no, if, if somebody can please do this experiment for us and tweet at us. Uh, I, I would, I would love that, it. yeah. Well, well, I know that, you know, they, as I said in here, they don't, apparently don't feel anything against it or you get used to it. So that she makes, forgot. That's all she did. She that forgot. That makes sense to me. Yeah. Some, you yeah. you want to eat and have sex all at the same time? She just forgot. Although that makes me think back to the number of times that I've just like gently grabbed a boob and got like a, uh, and realized that it's complete bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Would you grab more bra than boob? <laughs> it's like a cup and a bag of sand. <laughs> <laughs> 
Who the fuck have you been grabbing? Really? 40-year-old virgin? Yes, I had 40-year-old virgin. 40 40-year-old virgin? Uh, probably more like 65, maybe. Like, <laughs> if they're feeling sand. Look, it's been a while. My hymen's grown back. I, uh, I forget what sex was like. <laughs> I don't want to know where it was growing in the yeah, first well, place. I'd <laughs> say that I had a very sturdy place for my crotch sauce. That's all I have to <laughs> I have a sturdy place for my crotch sauce. That's, I want that on the back of my bumper. That's a line I never really considered saying in the future at any point in my life. Um, that sounds like a T-shirt. That's coming out <laughs> that's on not, our merch. Is uh, <laughs> T Public will help us with T-Public that. T Public will help us with that definitely. So uh, yeah, thank you so much for helping <laughs> so, me uh, explore uh, the backstory that led to my first wife. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy to help you, buddy. And uh, if uh, Amsuka uh, hears this, call me. Call you. I will buy you nuggets. <laughs> well, she's in the UK, but he'll fly you over. Fly you he out. will fly you over. I will yes. Absolutely. I'm, yes. I'm in love. I, uh, I, yeah. Yes. He will love you long time. <laughs> 12, <laughs> mi- 12 minutes on 12 a minutes. <laughs> as long as you have nuggets. <laughs> Honey mustard. Blue cheese? Oh, whatever. You all like different shit. A round of sweet and sour (laughs) almonds for everyone. All right. All right. Thank you very much. Give it up for Kyle. (laughs) Investigation into bra food. In a related note, uh, we're talking about titties. Um, This is the story of a topless duel from 1892. Uh, Viennese royal princess Pauline von uh, Metternich and Russian-born Countess Anastasia, uh, I'll give this a shot, uh, Anastasia Kylmanseg? Yeah, sure. Agreed to a duel in the summer of 1892. After a disagreement erupted after many glasses of champagne, uh, which was thought to be over flower arrangements for an upcoming Vienna musical theatrical exhibition. The decision to duel topless was actually a safety precaution uh, recommended by Baroness Labinska. It's for safety. <laughs> that, that is a move I would pull. Like, you know, you should take your tops off. Excuse me, for safety. Uh, uh, Baroness Labinska, a female medic who oversaw the sword fight. <laughs> so they just had a sword fight medic on staff, apparently. Baroness Labinska told the women that many minor dueling injuries become sept- uh, septic due to strips of clothing being forced into a wound by a pointed sword. In order to avoid the unseen danger, she advised them to remove their clothing from the waist up. So this actually happened, and it was actually the first duel by two women in history, or recorded history as well. So they made sure to make it sexy, like, like something out of a Tarantino or Robert Rodriguez film, Topless Sword Fighting in 1892. All right, the last story of the evening. I am bringing up my co-host on Geeks on the Influence podcast, the host of GUI Nights, Mr. Low Down Brown MacGyver. Hey, holy fucking shit. They weren't kidding. It, it is bright as hell up here. Yeah, absolutely. I can't see any of you. Holy shit. Now, this one, I, uh, yeah, good. Yeah. I brought you on for this one as a former resident of New Jersey. Born and bright. Yep. Born. Born in Jersey. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it kind of explains your, your anger. <laughs> I mean, a little, a little bit. bit. A little, little bit. bit. A little bit. I've, yeah. I've been on the Jersey Turnpike. I see how your people act. Yeah, but see, that, like, I grew up in South Jersey, so I, just, I was disassociated from that. It's just oh, okay. being in Jersey. There's a general just angst. The general, general angst. General angst. Okay. Yes. Well, there was definitely angst on this story. Uh, this has all the markings of a, uh, of a Jersey story. There's drunkenness. There's, uh, there's Jersey. There's a Wawa. 
<laughs> this takes place out of Wawa. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so this is from the 27th of March of this year, reported by CBS3 in Philly. Um, this is out of Little Egg Harbor Township in New Jersey. A South Jersey man was arrested Tuesday after police say he was fighting with himself and exposed his genitals in a Little Egg Harbor Township Wawa. Police say they were called to the Mystic Islands Wawa at 9 p.m. Tuesday for a male acting suspiciously. Witnesses say 37-year-old Jason was under the influence of something. We're assuming it's booze so we can play in the sandbox. Yes. <laughs> under the influence of something. Whatever makes you pull your balls out when you're fighting with yourself. Um, mescaline? Mes maybe? Yeah. Maybe. Any kind of hallucinogenic? Yeah. yeah, maybe. PC P a PCP. PCP, yes. Yeah. PCP. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's, I think. Mm. Being, uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, I've had those days too, bro. I get it. I get it. Okay. After speaking with him, Kramer was sent on his way and said he had made arrangements for transportation home. About 15 minutes later, police were called back to the Wawa after witnesses say he began fighting with himself out front of the store, uh, reportedly punching himself in the face and scratching his eyes. <laughs> Several uh, witnesses told police that Kramer had pulled down his pants, exposed and grabbed his genitals and began yelling obscenities at customers. Kramer was arrested and charged with lewdness. He was released and transported home pending a future court date. Yeah. So you having plenty of experience with Jersey, what were your findings on this case? Well, my findings on this were, um, so some young kids were trying to make some money, you know, getting on the YouTubes, and they wanted to bring back the bum fights, but do a twist to where a bum fights himself, right? And that, and, and yeah, so that was like actually round two is when he actually got so it's arrested. So like Tyler Durden's bum fights? Yes, Tyler so, Durden's okay. bum fights, yes. <laughs> so. <laughs> but think about it, that was round two when he got arrested. The so. most ironic thing is a homeless person that makes soap. That <laughs> 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 um, but, but they would be good at stealing the fat, though, to make the soap. Yeah, that is true. Good think at about stealing that. the fat. Good yeah. at stealing the fat. Yeah, so, I mean, he just, you know, he was, and the bum was trying to make some money. You know, he wanted booze and more of the PCP. That's true. You know? PCP is... It's, it's not cheap. There's been some ins inflation lately with the PCP. <laughs> it's gotten very expensive to be a PCP addict nowadays. <laughs> Especially in Jersey. There's a major markup in Jersey for PCP. Yeah, the, we've got... There's it's to markups compete with all everything. the meth, you know? Yeah, <laughs> you or just the cigarettes, like 10 bucks a pack up there now. Yeah, cigarettes Fucking are 10 Christ. bucks a pack, therefore... <laughs> PCP is now... PCP's you know, prices... Yeah. Whatever. they got to pay additional taxes in Jersey on PCP. Because yeah. at the end, they tell you that he is pending a future court date. I feel like the kids might have talked to the courts and been like, hey, we're going to pay for him to get out. Yeah. You know, so it's cool. There's actually probably not a future court date. If you, following up on this, I didn't find anything about that. Now, I'm curious as to why his balls came out. That's really the – because the fighting with yourself, sometimes like, I'm, a, I'm, I'm an idiot. I'm a jerk. I did, I'm a terrible human being. I guess I'm going to punch myself in the face. I've never been there personally, but I can see some train of thought that would lead to that feeling. Um, but pulling the balls out, that's really – Dude, there's money on the line here. He went for broke. He is like, it's a fight. Like, is that, all or nothing. Wait. All or nothing. Wait. Question. Yes. Do people in Jersey fight with their balls out? I, I think it depends is that on where like you're, a Jersey thing? I think it depends on where you're at. I heard that happen in E-Town a lot. Um, maybe a little bit in Trenton. But in Trenton? It's a Trenton thing. <laughs> it's a Trenton thing. thing. Um, it's, it's like a regional dialect, but with balls. But with balls. <laughs> yeah. By the way, wouldn't that be the most jarring thing? You're about ready to fight somebody, and they just pop a ball out. <laughs> I mean, you'd probably stop like, the fight at that point, right? I'm going to kick your ass, but hold on. Plop. Plop. <laughs> and then you just... <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. no. Walmart parking lot self fight for Harambe. Yes. Uh, so the the balls out. That's uh, why why is that helping him go for broke? Is that maybe because he's literally beating the shit out of himself in every way possible? It's kind of like Jim Carrey and Liar Liar, where he's kicking his own ass, right? I mean, that's what you want to see. The the all or nothing, right? Yeah, but I mean. And he's got money on the line. Like, the kids aren't going to pay him if he doesn't do a good show. Usually when I hear beating and dick in the same sentence, it's about something else entirely. Well, I mean, I can't help what your mind's at all the time, Hobbit. Okay? <laughs> I can't control that. That's true. Okay? That's true. The man, he didn't say he was, like, like beating. It says grabbing and, like, yanking. Yeah. Ah. Wait, hold on. Let me find, the, let me find it here. Grabbed his genitals. And began yelling obscenities at customers. So, I don't, yeah, I don't, yeah, uh. He was probably like choke on him or suck on him or something along those lines. Yeah. Some normal Jersey thing. As he's punched himself in the face. Yeah. I'm just assuming that's what people in Jersey have to do to get off. Is <laughs> you you got to incorporate the rage in everything. If the rage is your, if the rage is your common, then like you got to go above and beyond the rage that's to, get, like the, to get the turn on. Never have sex with anybody from Jersey because you need to punch them in the face for them to come. That's, uh, or they need to punch you. Or, yeah. <laughs> Pretty sure that's... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens when your wife is in the crowd. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, love you, honey. So um, you notice that the cops at first were like, "Oh, it's just it's just a dude punching himself uh, or yelling and causing a scene in the Wawa." That was the first time. That was the first time. Yeah. And then 15 minutes came back. Uh, 15 late, minutes later, I had to come back and deal with this dude again. Yeah, because he was like, "No, I'm going home. Apparently, and it's all cool." No, like. <laughs> I, I do wonder, does every Wawa have a crazy homeless guy? Like, like is, Yeah. In Virginia, they have a... In Virginia, they do. Imagine in Jersey, dude. Do they have a union? Like, do they... <laughs> like, if you move to a new state, do you have to, like, fill out a form and they, like, assign you your Wawa to, to haunt? Yeah, they have this meeting and they just cut out a piece of cardboard and like the official just writes on there the Wawa you get and here you go. Here's your union card. The cops stop you and immediately ask for your crazy homeless Wawa uh, union cardboard card. card. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's got to be like a secret underground union in the tunnels for these. I mean, seriously. Think about it. Well, I think that's probably why the police didn't arrest him the first time is that uh, he was union protected so they didn't want to get into the whole rigmarole of fighting a uh, the, the crazy homeless person union. There's like a den... There's like a Dennis Leary from Demolition Man, like in the sewers, like running this fucking bum union. <laughs> the bum <laughs> union. <laughs> Which, by the way, when I hear bum union, I just think about the tail end of Requiem for a Dream. But <laughs> oh, or Human Centipede. Human Centipede, too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a little ATM going on there. <laughs> now, the question is <laughs> did he get any digits? <laughs> you get any numbers? I go, wow, that's kind of impressive, though. Yeah, here, here you go. There's two things that this could be. It could be either that this is like crazy homeless bum union, or this is actually a, a standard mating display in Jersey. Mm. So they're doing like an actual like Discovery Channel documentary, maybe, well, where it's I'm like bums in their natural habitat. That's how the fist pumping started. Is that is how the starts with pumping fist, and no. then it goes to face. <laughs> Afterwards, what, what, what they get tired, and this the full extension becomes exhausting. So they just kind of go, "This is easy." Yeah, that's right? way easier. The full that. extension's a lot more. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. usually, you know, with the fist pumping, they're so hot that they get laid immediately. It rarely comes to the point of the genitals coming out. So this dude was like striking out left and right in the small yeah. parking yeah. lot. He yeah. had to keep upping the ante to uh, to impress, uh, you know, yeah. uh, Susan that worked the counter at the Wawa. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, poor he'd, Susan. He'd been eyeing Susan for months. They, 
She was really nice. Brought him a sandwich once. You know, yeah, a little water. A little you know. water. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. he's like, tonight's the night, Susan. <laughs> I'm pulling out all this. I'm literally pulling out all the stuff. It's all for you, Susan. It's all for you. Very easily turn into like a Joseph Gordon-Levitt vehicle of an indie romantic comedy. I could see. <laughs> so like... So like a fucked up Don John. Yeah, like <laughs> he bump. plays his character from Don John, but at, at homeless. Homeless and, and trying to make some money doing some street fights. No, it'd be like a more comedic version of Cardboard Boxer, that Netflix film. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So uh, the what we're learning from this is that if you go to Jersey, uh, don't have sex with anyone from Jersey. No, and, hey, uh, hey, hey, whoa, whoa. You'll probably end up in a, witnessing a fist fight or two. If, uh, no, you really just want to avoid Wawa's. Wawa's in general. Avoid Wawa's. Their, their deal on shorty sandwiches is not worth the amount of... <laughs> yeah, the $5 foot-long hoagie is not worth the, uh, the genitals and the, uh, the, the beating. Absolutely The junior. You mean the junior. On that note... Oh. Give it up for Lowdown Brown for helping Woo. us. Discover the natural mating behaviors of uh, New Jersey. Now, really quickly at the end of this, um, I'm going to give this a shot. Screw it. Why not? Um, I'm going to try to figure out how all these cases are connected really quick. This is not prepared at all. I didn't know what their stories were going to be coming up here. So uh, this is right off the cuff. I'm not going to get them all. But like, like many Pokemon, I'm going to continue to try. So what I'm thinking is that clearly the Russian boat uh, found stranded on the Welsh island is related to the chainsaw guy from Russia. And what it is basically is the the Russian boat was doing some smuggling for the Russian mob that stole dude's bear. (laughs) And because they didn't show up when they were supposed to, they tried to contact Russian chainsaw guy to track them down to get their money. That was the, the job that they wanted him on, that they stole the bear. Now, what they were smuggling were a replacement gondolas for Ferris wheels <laughs> that, were, that were due in Ohio um, that actually had uh, a anti-public uh, sex window on it. So that not having... The, yeah, anti, anti-microbial coating on the uh, gondolas, yes. So because that wasn't delivered in a timely fashion, this couple was found on the Ferris wheel having sex. Now, when this report was first announced... Um, there was a gentleman finishing a nice uh, hoagie fest special in a Wawa and got immensely turned on by, this, by the thought of having sex in a Ferris wheel. And he determined that he was going to finally talk to Susan and try to make this stuff work. Now, Susan was uh, just getting off the phone with her cousin that lived in the UK who, uh, about the warming elements of uh, tatas. Susan, being from Jersey, is very aware of uh, how long nuggets stay warm in a bra. Uh, so that brings us to the UK, where, uh, and also if that, I don't know, nuggets summon cats? I don't, I'm done, I can't. That's all, I, I know, I can't include, I got five. I got five. Five out of six. That's the best that I can do. No. <laughs> so... Each time we do a booze clues, I'm going to try to connect the dots. I may not always get them all, uh, but when I do, it's going to be uh, an interesting story for sure. Uh, thank you for coming out for our very first episode of Booze Clues. We're still 
figuring out the format a little bit, getting the kinks worked out, and making sure that this is going to be the best only live recorded podcast in Richmond, Virginia. Uh, so definitely uh, check out uh, Booze Clues. Look, uh, look up Booze Clues on Facebook or go to GUIPodcast.com for any more information about future shows that we're doing. Uh, the Geeks Under the Influence Network has eight shows now. This is our eighth show that we have. All, all, uh, all of the shows are produced in the Richmond area. All of the hosts are from the Richmond area. This is independent Richmond podcasting that you're seeing here tonight. Uh, this episode is going to be released on the 20th of April, not because only <laughs> 420, but also that is literally our four-year anniversary as a podcast network. So I want to thank everybody that's been in support of all the podcasts on the Geeks Under the Influence Network for the last four years. I want to thank everybody that came out tonight to enjoy this live show. I want to thank the Dark Room for allowing us to do this dumbassery. Definitely come out and see us again when uh, we'll post the date and, uh, and location and everything for the next Booze Clues as soon as we have that info. If you want shirts and other merch, we go through TeePublic. That's at uh, GUIPodcast.com slash store. And we'll see you here next time. Case closed. GUIPodcast.com <laughs>